Thank you for joining us today for the U-Ship Long Haul Podcast. This is episode 17. We have a really special episode for you today. Uh, Joe Hafke is normally the, the host of the Long Haul Podcast. He is off on assignment. So uh, my name is Dean Jutella, Vice President of Corporate Communications at U-Ship, and I will be um, hosting today's uh, webinar and, and podcast. Um, we have a really special guest this week with us, um, Paramala Rao, thank you for joining us. Um, she joined us recently uh, as, as the CTO, the Chief Technology Officer at UShip. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, and you can you call know, me Pari, by the way. Okay, I'll call you Pari. We'll do that. Um, so, you know, we have a, a, probably three things we're going to cover in this podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about your career um, in technology. We're going to talk a bit about um, you coming to UShip and, and what that has looked like. Um, recently, and then also kind of what you think about UShip's future and, and where that might that might land here going forward in a, in a very fascinating logistics space right now. And then um, if you are a transporter or you are a, a, a shipping customer joining us today, we really thank you for joining us. Um, you're going to be hearing, um, uh, as I mentioned, about UShip's future, but it's it, you are a big part of that. And so you'll be able to hear kind of what, um, what the world looks like for you when it comes to working um, with UShip. And if you are um, someone who has been in technology for a long time or just getting into technology, you could be able to hear about um, Pari's um, really interesting career at some of um, the most fascinating uh, companies in the world and, and how she has uh, played a part in those companies. So um, Pari, let's get started and uh, let's talk a bit about um, the roles you've had in your career. You know, they've, they've stretched the, the gambit and, and in terms of the, um, size of the companies, the types of the companies, um, and where they're located. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of how those have shaped your career and some of those some of those companies that you've been at? Absolutely. So I have been in the technology space for about two and a half decades now. And in the first decade, I have been more on the um, West Coast, where I have worked in the Silicon Valley, a lot of different companies. And to a large extent, my focus was on improving my technology expertise. Mm -hmm. And um, I would definitely love to talk a little bit about some, uh, a few companies that um, I spent a lot of time with. And in the latter part of my life, I have been focused more on the West Coast, where I have taken on senior leadership positions and primarily I focused on shaping the future of technology and product for the organizations. So, gotcha. to so yeah, let's talk about your your West Coast. You went from the, the you were there, and then um, and let's talk about your time, um, maybe in uh, your early the early years of Google and how that looked. Sure, absolutely. So, um, talking about Google, um, I joined Google in two thousand six, and during its formative years, and working for Google, I realized earlier on the significance of engineering and building code that essentially was key to the mission of the organization, which is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And how it kind of guided us was it guided our path towards building code. Google is a pure technology company and it lives and breathes engineering. I enjoyed the back to school experience at Google where I helped very large and diverse globally distributed engineering teams to achieve their highest potential building massive enterprise scale solutions that impacted billions of users around the world. 
And as I transitioned over to the East Coast, I, in fact, uh, would love to talk about the New York Times, mm -hmm. where um, I took on the role of their executive director. And primarily, I was driving the redesign for their www.nytimes.com and also building core new products. Um, giving you an example, the Times Machine. Uh, my role primarily was driving innovation through technology, and I just loved it. Mm. The, talking a little bit about the New York Times. Now, the New York Times was founded way back in time in 1851. And since then, the organization has won over 130 Pulitzer Prizes. Mm. And it's been regarded as the newspaper of record. For me, it was the ultimate honor joining the organization as their first woman lady executive director. And it was also fun building the overarching digital experience for an organization that for the longest time was driven uh, print first. And I'm talking about long as in over 150 plus years. Yeah, that's a long and legacy of the, of the gray lady, right? It's that's the, that's, yeah, that's an interesting, um, as you talk about your career, sorry to, sorry to interrupt you there for a bit, but you talk about your career that's going from an extreme of, of, of Google or even IBM before that, and then Microsoft, another company you we were lured away to from um, from Google, um, and and then moving to the New York Times and and turning that digital. I mean that's a that's a quite a, a spectrum of of, of uh, technology swing there that you've had to that you've taken on and uh, with with a great accomplishment. Absolutely, and the the reason primarily was I wanted to kind of really spend my earlier part of my career focused heavily on understanding all forms of technology and also uh, making sure that I understand the intricacies of how technology can have a huge impact on not just businesses, but in some cases, millions of users around the world. And that is where uh, my role was instrumental in uh, IBM, in Microsoft, in Google, where when we were initially thinking about an idea, it could be a small idea, a POC that a few of us would sit together and kind of literally build together. But then as we would build on it, it would essentially uh, stretch to several millions around the world. And that is the kind of impact that I always wanted to have through technology. Gotcha. Okay, so let's, let's, um, let's transition now to our the, the second part of, of our, of our program. And you know, you're, so you're in, uh, you're based out of New York and work for all these, you know, global companies uh, that are making huge impacts on the world. And then there's this little uh, little company out of out of Austin that uh, that comes on your radar, um, and that being Uship, of course. Um, how um, how did you learn about us? And uh, you know, kind of what did you find uh, was so interesting and attractive um, to to leave your role at um, a Spark Fund, which were you, you were most recently a CTO, um, to then come to uh, come to Uship, and you joined us recently. Um, obviously, we're um, give you some time to find out where, uh, you know, get, get your bearings and things at Uship before we do an interview with you about what's the future of the company. But, but the idea that you've, you found us attractive and in, in terms of when to talk to us, tell us some more about that and maybe that recruiting process a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, it was actually an outreach effort by Uship's excellent recruiting team. I was in fact, pleasantly surprised to hear directly from Uship regarding the, the CTO opportunity. And after a few meetings and interactions with some key people at Uship, they got me all excited and jazzed about the opportunity. And there you go, I landed here at Uship. 
So uh, thinking a little deeper, I would say that a lot of the decision-making around leadership was primarily key around the entire 2020 atmosphere. So in 2020, our globe was hit with COVID. The pandemic transformed how humans essentially live and work. And a lot of companies were forced overnight to change their um, the way they work to completely remote or virtual. And it fast-tracked a lot of the, um, the in-the-future kind of work that companies had um, to literally kind of working in the present. Now, that to me was something that was key when I started looking at viewship and the pivotal strategic positioning that it has in the logistics e-commerce marketplace and where it is today focused on providing shipping services. And as you know, 2020, almost everybody was ordering everything online, right? From their groceries to trying to move to new locations because with remote working, they could essentially live anywhere in the US. And last but not the least, it was more than anything, it, it has completely transformed the way we do business. And that to me was key in my decision-making when I looked at viewship and how strategically positioned it was to serve this particular need. Gotcha. So as you've now you've been here a little a bit of time. Um, what's been what has been your initial impression of Uship um, as a as a business uh, in the market? Because you're learning more about logistics now. Probably uh, this is your first time into logistics, as as I understand it. But That's really correct. bringing that technical background, which Uship is truly a technical company in logistics. Um, and so, you know, your role is obviously critical. Um, uh, talk a little bit about maybe um, your initial impressions, but also um, one thing that maybe helps our users is as a, as a CTO at Uship, what, what does that mean day to day? Like, what would you, what areas do you generally oversee um, that you, um, that you'll be anticipating um, jumping into even further now? Absolutely. So my initial impression of the company since I've joined has been extremely good right from the fact that on one hand, it's an excellent place. Um, we have great people who are highly intelligent, very motivated and dedicated to furthering the organization's mission and vision. And to me at Uship, our mission is to revolutionize the shipping and transportation industry through the power of technology. And essentially we wanna ship anything, anywhere, anytime. Now that said and done, um, given that I'm still kind of learning the ropes of the, uh, the organization, sure and trying to understand how I can impact technology in a huge way. Um, my day-to-day -day work essentially is trying to literally drink from the fire hose uh, in the sense that I'm trying to understand how we can further some of the products that we are building such that we can literally open up the platform and fully productionize the platform so all our customers, our partners can essentially uh, leverage the maximum benefit out of our core platform. And that said and done, I'm also keen on looking at some of the existing engineering or technology practices and solutions that we have in place. And I'm hoping to not necessarily reinvent, but make sure that we are building for the future. And that is essentially thinking about scale, thinking about capacity, and making sure that we are leveraging all the strengths in big data analytics, in machine learning, in AI, in areas where if we have the ability to expand into, we will have the ability to reach a much broader audience base while also making sure that we are helping them with the, the needs of the hour more than anything else. 
Right. And that's, uh, as you think about USHIP and, and it's um, nearly 17 years of existence, um, all of the, uh, the shipments that have gone through and, and recorded as a marketplace, you know, we're sitting on a, a, a vast mountain of data um, in like, you know, around shipping price uh, and distance. And, and there's a lot of things there and, and your background in data science um, and, and internet of things and all of that. I'm really excited to be able to kind of, um, you know, we're already doing some things with machine learning today and, and, um, and, and pricing all the algorithms and so forth, but I'm putting that all together um, to set ourselves up for, um, it's really fascinating to see that I've been at USHIP a long time and being able to see um, a lot of these things come together with the technology is uh, really, really exciting. Um, there's kind of another interesting angle I wanted to ask you about, and that is, um, it goes back to the, the uh, fact that you're recruited. Um, uh, we contacted you from USHIP. Um, do you feel like recruiting is different today when it comes to uh, a COVID world and uh, working remotely? And how, you know, talk a bit about that in terms of um, was, um, you know, you're maybe looking at a local area and now we're thinking a national, we didn't just have to look at Austin as a recording, recruiting space. Talk a little bit about that in terms of your impression about recruiting and what it means today. Absolutely. So for me, in fact, joining USHIP, this has been the first ever experience of me joining a company fully remote. And this is over two and a half decades of experience out there. Mm -hmm. So I have to say that it's really, really hard because to a large extent, I am working in an organization where I have still not personally met anybody. And right. that for me is strange because yeah. at the end of the day, we're working with people, we're working for our customers. So that itself is a dramatic transformation in how companies today are not just managing their businesses, but are also trying to build for the future. Mm -hmm. And I must say so far, the USHIP team has done a fantastic job in ensuring that I'm getting plugged into the core of the company, right from connecting with all its people, its processes, its products, and most importantly, technologies. So from my point of view, the way I see it gonna be different Go, moving forward is it is um, a lot harder to do everything remotely. And for people who are joining organizations in the remote kind of uh, phase of life, I would definitely say that the onus is on us to ensure that we are doing the outreach as well and that we are trying to get ourselves fully embedded within the core of the organization. And that I think will help us move forward. Right. Right, you know, that's it's been a, um, you know, we've tried to uh, incorporate you into some of our um, end of quarter meetings, and I think that's been, like I said, that fire hose experience for you has been, uh, um, it's been a, a vast one. So um, appreciate you jumping in. Uh, you know, it is a bit of a, you know, uh, a new bit of a case study and onboarding. Like you said, it's 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 a completely different world. In addition to the recruiting experience, which might mean that someone. It's, it's a little easier for that person out of an area of a company to pick up that phone and, and uh, answer that call for a recruiting inquiry. And so that's uh, it's changes the whole complexion of things. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, this next phase of our conversation. And that is the opportunity that stands um, in front of USHIP. And, and I'll set the context for our listeners and our viewers here. And that is, uh, USHIP for a long time started off as a 
marketplace for consumers to ship large and bulky items, cars, boats, motorcycles, you know, pets, equipment, and so forth. Um, over time, we have um, evolved that marketplace to become more um, business-centric. So um, while someone might ship something occasionally, you might find business shippers with high volume ship shipments um, per day and per month. And so we've moved into that uh, quite dramatically in the last several years. And, um, and so uh, we're, we're seeing uh, an opportunity here to kind of uh, really escalate that opportunity as a business. Um, so Pari, you know, obviously you're aware of, of our heritage with that and, and moving into the, the business sector. Um, if you can talk a little bit about, you know, what you see, um, where that technology that you would bring and the experience you bring can help kind of um, supercharge that experience for business shippers and for carriers in that regard. And that it just means more shipping volume, more guaranteed volume that's going to be coming to them um, as transporters um, on the marketplace. And so you could talk a little bit about that if you wouldn't mind and, and what you see as some of the future going forward uh, with UShip. Absolutely. So um, just like I articulated a little while earlier, 2020 has been a transformational year for everyone. And with that, the logistics industry as a whole is on a verge of transformation and UShip I see is at the center of it all. Now, UShip has an existing platform that it has been using for almost 15 plus years through a whole lot of transformations. Um, and it essentially kind of functions as an e-commerce marketplace where it helps pattern match between shippers and carriers. And I see that we can essentially productionize this to all our partners and customers to help them engage with the e-commerce marketplace from all angles. Now, UShip today sits on a ton of data. We have data around shippers, we have data around carriers, we have uh, data around the logistical pieces that we move from point A to point B. And more intelligently, we have information on routes and on our core logistics industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it, and again, my crystal ball may be kind of restricted or limited today, given that I'm still kind of learning about this new sector and I'm trying sure. to understand how we can apply all the, the latest and greatest um, in terms of, say, e-commerce technologies, data science, APIs, everything that kind of can be applied to the logistics space. But from where I see it, I see a future where the logistics industry is going to be dominated by the Internet of Things using machine-to-machine -machine kind of technology. So to a large extent, if you think about it, um, the Internet of Things can help us literally connect all kinds of um, things devices that can be distributed in n number of locations and it will impact logistics and supply chain management in a very huge way because it'll help us increase speed decrease waste and reduce overall costs when it comes to people trying to ship things from point a to point b and apart from that um there are a lot of futuristic technologies that will come into play and i'm saying drone delivery driverless intelligent vehicles touchless technologies, a lot of things that will dominate in the future. And the fact that UShip has already been solving some of these really hard and complex logistics problems. Um, to a large extent, I feel that we already have a one-up in terms of having the ability to move faster into the future. Mm -hmm. well, and let's talk a bit about the um, what that means for a, a business um, shipper who um, let's talk a bit about 
um, APIs um, and and what that means for taking the UShip experience on UShip and, and putting it on those um, those customer sites like we're doing now with a number of, of, of partners, but obviously that's going to become more and more important as a business. Um, you talked a little bit about what an API is in general, and then um, and then what that would look like for a, a business shipper who's looking to move e-commerce large and bulky, and um, and 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 how they can get that done. Absolutely. So uh, for listeners who may not necessarily be from the the technology realm, an API essentially is an application programming interface that helps um, people partner with, uh, say, a platform without necessarily having to make extreme changes to the core platform. So they can essentially kind of connect with the APIs that we publicly expose, and they can essentially um, have an exchange of data. Very simplistic, uh, uh, simplistic, super simplistic view is where you have a data exchange without necessarily um, having transformation of the core applications behind the scene. Mm-hmm. And how it helps them is a lot of the times, I mean, rather than say a partner making um, a serious number of changes to their front end or uh, say us making serious changes to either our front end, back end, or the way we interface with our partners, we have the ability to exchange information through APIs. And that helps our partners to essentially connect with us at a faster rate without necessarily having to go through complex integration challenges on either sides, either on our side or on their side. Got you. That's one example of that we're doing right now today is, is with eBay Motors and and you, anybody who's on an eBay Motors uh, listing uh, online, I mean, you, you pull that up, you're going to see multiple rates get pulled in through an API um, uh, and, and you ship uh, providing to eBay Motors and you see multiple rates there and, and you can make your choice and, um, and then move forward uh, with your purchase of that vehicle or dream car, whatever that might be. So, um, well, this is uh, uh, fascinating. Um, anything you want to continue to to add to this uh, in terms of uh, you know UShip's future and and the opportunity that that sits in front of it? Oh, absolutely. One last thing I would love to say or add is that a lot of the future is going to be transformational from the fact that. If you're thinking about fleet and logistics providers, you will see that there's going to be a lot of intelligence in terms of capabilities such as reverse geocoding, route tracking, having the ability to self kind of manage speed limits, geofencing, and also having the next generation tracking when it comes to solutions like goods and shipments. And I'm not saying that we at YoShip will be focusing on everything at this point of time, this is possibly going to be, I'm talking about the the next five to 10 year horizon. I'm not necessarily talking about the next one or two years um, from the technology standpoint, but that said and done, a combination of the work that we'll be doing on the platform, on our API front and the uh, the change or the transformation that will happen in the logistics space as a whole will help us to be better positioned to work with large carriers or with our business shippers in such a fashion that we'll be able to provide our customers with faster, cheaper, and more reliable or sustainable delivery. And that, to me, is at the essence of literally kind of working in the logistics space in the future with innovation and technology at its center point. Very true. And, and the, the the bar has been raised dramatically um, not only by Amazon in terms of its speed and, and, and you know, expectations that customers have today, but also uh, with 2020, as you mentioned, and the, the needs of, of e-commerce and the way it's, fi- it's fulfilling 
um, people's lives. And, you know, we are now on a first name basis with our UPS man here and at our house. And so um, that, that has just in, and FedEx, and I guess to, to that degree. And so um, I'm sure everyone has kind of found themselves in an e-commerce world today. And, and that is going to continue and really excited that you're here at UShip and, and a really fascinating background that you bring to us. And we're really looking forward to, to, taking these, uh, really escalating this business that we know as UShip and is, is helping so many today. So Pari, thank you, thank so, you much. so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. And um, thank you for your time. And thank you for those who are listening and watching. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time on The Long Haul. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.